Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Pug Inc.'s Draft Recap Podcast. Joining me today is my good buddies, Jeremy Rowe and Ryan Kalt. For those of you who do know, Jeremy has joined me in the past. He co-hosts with me on What a Difference a Year Makes, our wrestling podcast that talks about the year that was between pay-per-views and such. And making his podcast debut, my man Ryan, a.k.a. Swags, a.k.a. Swags McShay. How the hell are you, Ryan? Not too bad, not too bad. How about yourself, Jeremy? How are you doing? Welcome back. It's good to be back. It's uh, it's great to be talking some wrestling again with you. Uh, excited to be talking draft. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Has been. Talked. I've been super busy. Life is. So uh, I figure life's got us away. on the rails. Yeah. <laughs> so does this Absolutely. draft. <laughs> this draft, we're going to talk about it and try to make be as professional as possible. but didn't make any sense. It was all over the place. It broke America's heart, and it just didn't follow its own rules. Is that safe to say? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you guys go ahead. That's where you jump in with some analysis. Yeah. Wake you guys up. So we'll just go ahead and get started. First round. First round. Raw had the first pick for whatever reason. I'm not sure. They didn't announce like it last year. They had a match to determine it. This year, I think they just Raw's gave it to Raw. Show. And ultimately, they went with Drew. That's not true. If you watch Raw on a weekly basis, I don't think it's the A show. It's A show. So what do you guys think? We'll start with you, Ryan, going with Drew McIntyre, number one overall to Raw. I mean, that's probably the obvious pick. I mean, SmackDown went ahead the first pick, too. They would have went Drew McIntyre, so I think it was obvious, but. Smack. Oh, you're a Drew McIntyre guy. Hot take alert already. Jeremy, thoughts on the first overall pick going like uh, Like Drew Ryan McIntyre? said, it was, a, it was the obvious pick. Keep your Keep your top guy keep the title on your show that you want. And uh, they, it was a great pick with Drew. I mean, he's, he's the man right now. The only thing he's missing, in my opinion, is a crowd to be cheering him on. Oh. I disagree with both of you. If, if this is a draft, if this is a draft and you're drafting based on draw and potential and you got Roman Reigns sitting there at number two in your Monday Night Raw. How do you not scoop up Roman Reigns? They said if the title get drafted to another show, they'll move the title to that show. They said it. I was I heard him say it. Yeah. I still think Drew's yeah. number one. I it, it's an agree disagree kind of thing. Yeah, Roman Reigns, he's the tippy top of the WWE right now. Um, but uh, they also said, you got to remember uh, the, the USA and the Fox executives were, were in on the picks too. So they probably, you know, storyline wise, kayfabe wise, you know, uh, Fox probably wanted to keep Roman. 
USA had to have Drew and so on and so forth. I guess. I, I understand, KFAB. I'll let everybody know that someone <laughs> listen. I get it. But if I'm talking as if this was an actual sports draft, that's how I'm going to approach this whole podcast. If, if for, so I, okay, in that ready. sense, it, signed talent or not, number one pick, it would have to be Brock Lesnar, right? Absolutely. <laughs> But then again, yes, it would be Brock Lesnar. But if you think about it, if Brock Lesnar only shows up four times a year, you yeah. do factor that in. You're not going to take you're not going to take a guy that's not going to play 16 games that's in the NFL. Point. You know what I mean? You're, you're going to take the guy that's durable. You know it's going to show up anyway. We're already off to a disagreement in this draft. <laughs> Round one, we had Oscar go to Raw. We had Seth Rollins go to SmackDown, which the Friday Night Messiah has a terrible ring to it. And drowning out the first round, the entire Hurt business went number one, well, a number one pick. So I'll go with you on this one, Jeremy. What stood out to you in round one? (sighs) For SmackDown, Friday Night. Um, First question that pops in my head, for the women's uh, tag teams, are the championships still going to be bouncing around from all three brands? If that's not the case, the women's tag team on SmackDown yes. seems a little light, but if that's not the case, moot point. Um, go ahead. They No, they, they announced uh, that the tag teams will still be defended. Okay, on all so they're sticking to at least ladies, one rule. So. That is good. That is good. Um, <laughs> for the rest of it, um, they got solid performance. They didn't do that at all <laughs> on Friday on Friday night's draft. They got a. They did not follow any rules Friday <laughs> night. I can tell you that they did get some solid talent with uh, as far as the women go. You know, Bailey, she's solid. Sasha's there too. They're going to keep that rivalry going for. I mean, I hopefully, I'm hoping they squeeze out every bit of juice out of that rivalry. Uh, Bianca Belair proved herself really well in NXT. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to say they actually, I mean, I know that there were different draft pools, but taking Sasha. That was an interesting move. It was surprising that not all of the champions went first. But, uh, Anything stand out to you, Ryan, in round one? Not really. I mean, seemed pretty pretty obvious, but I don't know. We'll see. One other thing I'd like to point out um, for SmackDown, uh, the tag teams. Um, I think we spoke about them a little bit in our uh, first episode of What a Difference a Year Makes. Uh, but Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are reunited. And I'm excited about it. They're back, baby. Why not be the dead horse on that one? Stick him with Randy, and uh, man, they'll. Uh, but stood out. Man, I. I was super interested to see Seth Rollins get drafted to SmackDown. I thought that was a very interesting mm-hmm. move and a much needed move because he needed to get as far away from the Mysterious as possible. 
But then, of course, you know, the WWE being the WWE drafted uh-huh. the entire Mysterio family when they've never even been a tag team <laughs> except for like one time to SmackDown. Here we go. For you. Why? Why would they do it, that? It seemed like huh? it came to an end, but then they got the whole family involved and they're finding something in it. Pay attention to Murphy in that, though. <laughs> And what do you think? You think well, Murphy also was drafted to SmackDown. He was uh, one of the later picks of the night on Friday. Oh, he was in round five. That, by the way, they said round four was the end of it on Friday night, and did a round five on Talking <laughs> Smack. Oh, brother! Yeah, yeah I, Murphy. I, I was. I was. I'm they just decided. I agree with that. Murphy is not that he's a bad talent, but he could really get springboarded off of this uh, whole storyline for some really top stuff. He's super talented. Mm-hmm. So they, like I said, they they rounded out the first round with the, the raw taking the entire hurt business. All of them, baby. Again. That's four guys. It's like four people if one pick. And I know that you can do that, but that seems excessive. Because then it didn't look like, it, like SmackDown decided on night one. They didn't take any big groups to counteract the uh, Hurt business. So, like, round one pops off, and they take six people to SmackDown's two. <laughs> And then they take Ricochet, so they're going to keep that going? Yeah. Wild, wild stuff. Business is good, man. <laughs> business is good. You're in the hurt business. So, moving on to round two on the Friday night side of things, day one, because this is a two-day draft, mind you. They took Raw took AJ Styles and SmackDown countered with Sasha Banks. Then Naomi and Bianca, Bianca Belair and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. So it was a very women's-heavy round two on Friday night. What stood out to you guys with that round? What was the sleeper pick so far of round two? Night one. Sleeper pick for me was uh, was probably, hopefully, going to be Big E. I mean... Like you mentioned at the start of the show here, hearts were broken. The new day has been split up. But uh, Big E, man, hopefully he gets a little of the Kofi treatment. I think he deserves it. Completely agree. Minus, minus the Brock Lesnar squash you, match. Else was cool. completely agree with that. As our hearts were broken with the new day being split up. but Let's just... Let's just let's just talk about. Let's have a moment for Big E and the New Day. <laughs> Say E's name. How do you split Say up the E's motherfucking name. New Day? <laughs> Say E's name. How do you do that without <laughs> any kind of building? How do you just rip our hearts out like that? Come on, man. <laughs> it was as fast as Snitsky kicked Dreaming. that baby all the years ago. 
Oh my gosh. Not to mention, you have the New Day come back and win the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and then just draft them to Raw immediately. And then you don't take Big E. So you just broke up the money machine. To not only then on Monday night, draft the Street Profits to SmackDown. To only have them both just stand there and swap a title. Come on, man. I was pretty disappointed that it was just a, just a little life swap, life swap situation. Swags McShay, give me some good news or something positive out of all this because I ain't can't find it. <laughs> you know, I don't think I have any good news either. It's doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm so mad about it. I'm going to cry myself to sleep until they reunite the new day. That's going to be a big moment, too, because you know they're, they've are they got that planned out already. I mean, it's going to be a while, but it, it's on the plan, I'm sure. I just... The WWE, it doesn't make any sense to me, is that they wrote the rules. This is their draft. They write the stories. They pick the stipulations. There's no outside interference here, and they can't stick to simple draft rules. Case in point, they took the Miz and Morrison on Friday night when they were in the Monday night draft pool. So for those that don't know, if we didn't state it before, there's two separate draft pools, one for Friday and one for Monday. Because if this was an actual draft, all the stars would be taken on Friday and Monday's show would be shit. Exactly. So they separate. <laughs> so they took Ms. Morrison from the Monday pool and drafted them on Friday. To Raw, they switched brands. I just don't understand. I'm so confused. They make me not want to care about drafts when drafts are supposed to be fun. Definitely, definitely. Right, enough rush, of my negative for sure. Yes, yes. Enough of my negative Nancy stuff. What pick? Was your favorite, Ryan? We'll go with you. We'll start with Swags uh, McShay. going to SmackDown. What was your favorite pick? Of- Alistair Brock Who? going to SmackDown. Uh, oh, I yeah? Why is that? Big stuff plan for, for Brock over in SmackDown. He's got, got a lot of potential to cause a lot of ruckus over there. I definitely agree. I think he needed to change the scenery, um, be it on Raw and He'd been on a bit of a losing streak. I mean, I think he just lost again to Kevin Owens. So getting away from Rod, fresh coat of paint, new set of eyes, if you will, probably a good thing. Jeremy, which pick did you like the most? Um, I liked probably the Seth Rollins pick to SmackDown. Um, It's going to be his first time um, on the SmackDown brand, if I'm not mistaken. And my biggest question is – you. 
you can't really call him the Monday Night Messiah anymore. What what's his what's going to be the name if they're going to continue the gimmick? Uh, what what do you guys think? Like I've been trying to come up with something all week and or since Friday at least. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it's Friday. If they start just calling him the, I you know they should just keep calling him the Monday Night Messiah. Why not until he proves himself on Friday? Fuck it. I mean, they break the draft rules. Just call him Monday Night Messiah on Friday nights. Fuck it. Just let him. Just just he's a messiah. He can walk across both brands. Exactly. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Good point. <laughs> They're, I think I think they got a lot of good rivalries with with just that one pick with Seth Rollins. They could revisit with Roman a little bit. Um, if, uh, even Daniel Bryan, um, yep. Big E too. I mean, use Seth Rollins to put Big yeah, E Daniel over. Bryan. That would be a killer match. I mean, Seth Rollins can work with anybody. I mean, he made Dominic oh, yeah. look like Big a million time. bucks for sure, for being as green as he is. So. A fresh coat of paint for Seth Rollins is a really good idea. Gets him on Friday night, bigger, potentially right. a bigger audience, which we haven't seen that. You know, it's supposed to be. So I think that's a great move for SmackDown. They 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 look good. I know they don't get as many picks. For me, my favorite pick because I'm a value guy, and I tweeted about this the other day. Sami Zayn in the fourth round, Intercontinental Champion. In the fourth round, he got picked after Elias. That is a steal at that late. <laughs> he was picked at. He was picked after. He was picked after King Corbin. Ricochet got picked before the Intercontinental Champion. We're talking Sami Zayn, who could put on a match with anybody. Fourth round. That is a steal. Another case of. Uh, another case of who gives a shit about the Intercontinental Title, pal. <laughs> I'd, I would love to see who's running these war rooms. The USA and the SmackDown. Do they know what they're doing here? They're oh, like oof. the New York Jets of draft picks. They don't know what they're doing. How do you let the Intercontinental Champion drop to the fourth round? You basically said that title is meaningless. And the guy who has it is meaningless. Right. Biggest show. Supposed to be, I mean, it's the equivalent, you know, for for maybe some listeners, they're more into the AEW side of things. It, I would say, you know, it's more prestigious, but, you know, the kind of the equivalent of uh, the TV title over there. I wish, honestly, in my opinion, Intercontinental and U.S. titles should probably be defended a little bit more on TV. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's the bee's knees for titles, man. Oh, I agree. People, if you you go back and you know talk to anybody, and they could tell you like Intercontinental Champion, how prestigious it was. There was a time when the Intercontinental Championship would headline over the yeah. World Championship back in the day. So to let that just fall to four, that's value right there. I'm all for the value pick. So as much as we all have picks, we love. Let's hear about some picks we didn't like or that were head-scratching, and we'll start with, uh, you know, Jeremy over here, Jeremy Kuyper Jr. 
Draft analyst. Picks I didn't love. For starters, um, you addressed it already. So, yeah. Outside of New Day. Oh, man, that was it. Uh, no, uh, the one, that was it. Dude. Just going over the sheet here. Uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, you know, we don't need to say much more. We, we, all, we talked about that already. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Heavy machinery getting split up. That one really kind of disappointed me too. I agree with that one. Yeah, that's that's. If I can please, interject my just real quick with these like these breakups that they do, they do these breakups on a whim. I know why they're doing them because they want people to think the draft is an unpredictable time, but there's money in a heavy machinery breakup. There's money in a new day breakup storyline. Hell, there was money when the iconic split up and they just rushed through it. It's like, they don't want to tell these emotional stories anymore. I mean, Tucker and Otis have been together for hell years because they were, there's a lot of history there. And just to be like, oh, we're on different brands now. Like, with no kind of story. Hopefully they do something with it. Right. It'll be interesting. It's, yeah. it's obvious who the, the sizzle and the stake is in that group. But, I mean, together, they're, the per- they're, they're great. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, they basically, they drafted Otis very late as well, basically, and he holds the money in the bank. So you would think, that's right, but you would think as as a show, Raw or SmackDown, you would want that kind of buzz on your program. And the fact that he fell so late in the day, day two, I believe it was, I gotta, I gotta look back. But yeah, you know, and then to split them up, split them up like oh, it was day one. It was round four, but he gets picked. Oh my! He gets picked after Dana Brooke, who who hasn't done anything outside of keep a couple stats and pull the wrong money in the case, money in the bank briefcase in her entire career, and he's just let Otis fall past her. That'll make no sense. <laughs> it's disrespectful. Hey, speaking of disrespectful, um, Ryan, we're not the Lucha House Party. you scratching your head and saying, "Come on, Pert man!" Putting Carista back by himself. It's kind of interesting. The storyline over and over again with him. He has a title. He doesn't have a title. He gets pushed around. I think he does better in a group, but it is what it is. I guess. He is jacked now. He is jacked. I have not lately. Um, sure, I was just going to say and interject, uh, is it just me or did it look like Xavier Woods <laughs> kind of packed on a little beef as well? That seems to be, I mean, he might I, He might have, that seems to be the go-to. All day, every day. <laughs> Guys leave and then they just go work out forever and just come back just rip. I mean, Kalisto without a shirt off 
looks like Swan. So Kalisto got he pumped like up, Ryan huh? Without a shirt on. Fact. I'm not that. I'm not that for that. Whatever. Yeah, Kalisto's out there looking like Ryan Cole. <laughs> just, 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 just Jack. For me, the most one of the more head scratching decisions of this entire process, outside of they drafted people on, I but pretty sure they drafted people yesterday afternoon for no reason whatsoever. So like Monday at like two o'clock, they're like Shorty G's been drafted to Raw or SmackDown. I'm sorry. Outside of all that, Andrade doesn't get picked. Former US Andrade, former NXT champion. You know, doesn't get picked over Arturo Ruiz, Riddick Moss got picked, Titus O'Neil, who has had like one match in the last two years, got picked. Well, you, you don't pick Andrade. That says to me that they just forgot. <laughs> like they screwed up and were like, oh shit, Andrade's still out there. What do we do? We all know he's going to go to Raw because. Charlotte's on Raw now. They're dating. The WWE has a history of trying to keep couples together, which I'll give them credit for that. That's really cool. So I have to imagine Andrade. In the free agent pool, how do you do that? Really no mention other than them being undrafted. Yeah, that's pretty unfortunate. How do you not have a commentator just pop like throughout on one of these nights and be like, Andrade is still on the board here. Like, how do you not have that story going and have him sweat it out? And then you just left him off for guys like Dabakato, who doesn't do anything but show up on Raw Underground. He hasn't shown up in two weeks. Yeah, the Dabakato. He's yeah, that's silly. So I, I just the the, sh- the last two days have done nothing but distress me out because it's like which rule are they going to break now? They had, like I said, they drafted a drafted some people out of the wrong pool. They broke up some teams for no reason. Did title swaps for no reason. They drafted people at two in the afternoon after they said the draft was over. They added a seventh round. What's going on, WWE? I love a good draft. Drafts get me excited. I was all excited when we planned doing this, and now I'm just super bummed about it because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> and like, come, maybe, maybe come in this Friday, round number eight. <laughs> maybe. So, Swags McShay, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about them drafting Retribution? Where'd Retribution go? The entire... They went to Raw. They were drafted. They actually... The USA executive said, can we in the third round please get Retribution, all of them? I don't... I don't know. That's another head-scratcher. To be honest, I mean, I don't know how. How would you feel about getting, you know, beat up by a dude named Slapjack? 
<laughs> I mean, somebody, somebody on Raw is going to find out or has found out. Jeremy, I'll kick it to you. So I show up. You're my boss. I destroy your office and then beat the, beat the crap out of your production team and ruin your show. And you draft me? You give me a draft? You're getting draft? a contract, buddy. <laughs> a high pick? Yeah, they signed him, and then they drafted yep, him. Yep. Why would anybody want that on their Honestly, show? I'm surprised they didn't pick Retribution number one. <laughs> like, why didn't you just say, why didn't they just, like, both executives, you have some, like, you know, fake figurehead you go up and be like, I don't want Retribution. Well, I don't want him either. And then McMahon or somebody's like, they have to be on a show. We signed them to contracts. And then you make them have a match or something. And the loser, you know, gets retribution. If anything, just to keep the idea that these people are going to destroy your show. Right. It kind of, kind of. It's too big of a peek behind the curtain with the, all this contract talk and them actually getting drafted. I would have rather seen them just show up on SmackDown or just keep tearing shit up on Raw, but they've been drafted, so there's five picks for one, or four now, because uh, then they send Mer- Mercedes Martinez packing back to NXT. They. They did send Mercedes back to NXT, but they add Mustafa. So oh, that's up. right. I that was a killer reveal. Yeah, so they're way. still there's that still... was a very awesome reveal. Right. So then we don't pull the curtain back on retribution, right? And get in a contract yeah. talks, yada yada yada. But if I'm a again, if I'm a, if I'm drafting, I don't take them. And then I let them just show up and say, this is where we're going to, you know, right. fuck shit up. <laughs> it's, we're going to be on smack. You don't have to, the <laughs> I don't, I'm just so confused. I just want it to make some sense. That's all I want. It's like, give me some reason why Raw was like, we have to have retribution. Like what value do they bring to the brand on a kayfabe <laughs> level? Right. Is that too yeah, much that's a good ask? point. Really don't know yet. Yeah, they could because have that's how drafted. And that's what I'm saying. It up in both of them. Exactly. Leave them undrafted, and then they decide where they sign, and then give me a reason why they signed there. Like that's. Go ahead. That's it. Just give me that. I've seen him even when drafted and have him pop up on both shows and just be pissed off they didn't get drafted and say, this is what we're going to do until somebody decides to take us. That works too. I'd be all for that. Because then it would make sense. Because if I am... And the WWE likes to position themselves as a sport. You know, this is why they have a draft and they, you know... If, if I'm the owner of the, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars and there's a guy out there that I could draft number one overall, but I he's at Walmart knocking shelves over and 
beating the crap out of people in his free time, probably going to like look past the head case and not take him, bring him into my organization to, to disrupt my roster. Call, call me crazy. You uh, have thought about this in a way that I did not even fathom, man. And clearly they didn't either. <laughs> I get really, wait, so drafts stuff, get me dude. very excited. And I get very involved in it. And I just like, like I said, I'm sitting there. And like last year's draft to me made more sense. They had a match between Rollins and Reigns to kick off the draft, and the winner got the pick. That That's makes sense. Great. Let's. And then I, we all knew it was going to go to SmackDown because it was the first big SmackDown show. The draft. It was a big deal. Right. This year, they're just like Raw gets the pick. And again, I get the that Drew is the man on Raw right now. But if we're talking draft, you you, you know. Really? You, you're not going to even think about like Roman Reigns in that spot if you're Raw? I know that SmackDown gets him, and SmackDown was always going to get him, but you can write that into the draft. You could have easily just said, all right, SmackDown gets this pick because they won this match, and they're taking Roman Reigns, right? Right. You know, there's ways to do these things that just make sense. That make it would just even add a little bit more layers to the actual draft because it just felt super thrown together. And it, I just was super confused by some of the decisions. Like the whole decision to have a random, random fifth round made no sense to me. Like Friday night during Talking Smack, all of a sudden picks are still coming in. And it was like, <laughs> uh, okay, I thought you guys were done. No, they're not. They're never done, pal. They're always okay. Never done, never done. So I'll get off my soapbox of crazy talk. Oh, dude, that's not crazy at all. <laughs> I just, I get really into this. So we'll go, we'll go with, uh, we'll go with Swags over here. Give me the feud you're looking for. Look, give me a matchup now that we've seen the draft is set that you're looking forward to on either brand. That stood out. You're excited for now that that person's moved and they can take on whoever. Well, you and I had this conversation earlier when I mentioned it to you, but bringing the Fiend and Strowman back together for a feud. I know we've seen it on SmackDown. We move it to Raw, but now we can interject Alexa Bliss and have her be part of this feud and kind of tie back into that when they were a team when we had, what was that? For the two seasons of Superstar Shake-Up or something like that? Oh, the yeah, Mixed Match, match Challenge. challenge. Yeah, yeah. they were a tag team and everybody thought there was like a little bit of a, a lovable thing going on there. Which, as much as I don't want to see that anymore, I have a feeling that they're not going to be able to not do it. <laughs> Because it's the WWE. Jeremy, how do you feel about Strowman, The Fiend, Alexa Bliss? They're all back on the same brand. I remember you and I were talking a while back about trying to get them away from each other as much as possible. Now they're all going to be under the same brand. 
same show. I think can they resist? I think they will eventually work back to the fiend and Braun Strowman. Um, but I'm I'm hoping they don't don't do it right away. There's so many other people they can line up for the fiend to knock down, you know, just to build them up back up on Raw. Um throw him Ricochet, throw him Titus O'Neil for three weeks in a row. Um everybody that's not Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee. <laughs> Hell, even uh I'd even be stoked for a fiend Drew McIntyre program. That could be uh there could be a good couple of months worth of pay per views in that one. I didn't even think about that. That's give him, you know, the, some WWE title shine. I love Titus O'Neil, but I still can't fathom how he got drafted. It's because of Titus, Titus World Slide, bro. Slater for like a minute. I guess. <laughs> I can't get over it. He got drafted. When was the last time you saw him, man? Watch I... it again. You're going to love it again. <laughs> Oh, I, I, the Titus slide pops up more often than you'd think. You're like, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I did notice, speaking of the Fiend, Alexa Bliss, um, Strowman thing, Nikki Cross was also drafted to Raw. Mm-hmm. You think we might see that be revisited with the whole Bliss and Nikki Cross angle? Either one of you could jump in. But I, could, I, I don't. <laughs> I could see Nikki getting involved as far as uh, maybe like trying to save Alexa from the dark side, but uh, ends up getting getting ran over in the process. You know. <laughs> Um, I I hope it wouldn't last very long, but I could definitely see her getting involved at some point. Agreed. I see a couple matches where they're mixed together. Yeah, it just it it looks like to me that they just took like Friday night SmackDown storylines and are putting them on Monday, and then take Monday night storylines and put them on Friday. Switch your days. They didn't really. They didn't, didn't really mix it up much. How do you guys feel about the decision to not involve any NXT people in this draft? There wasn't even like a surprise, like, oh, we're taking blah, 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 because we make our own rules. At first glance of uh, the draft pools, it was a little disappointing not seeing anybody in there. But looking at the results of the draft and considering thinking about all of the recent call-ups just this year alone um, on top of and after the fact of all the furloughs and the people that were let go, um, NXT is pretty pick dry right now due to injuries and the people that have been called up in the year so far. So I kind of am okay with NXT not being involved. They, they need to get some people built up, and a lot they lost a lot of people already. So let's see what they got on Raw SmackDown now, and let the people in NXT cook a little bit longer. I think. Sounds good. 
I agree. Outside of, you know, carrying cross, whenever he comes back, um, I'm hoping for a big raw or SmackDown um, debut with him. He's, he should have been right there to begin with. I understand why they introduced him in NXT, but that character along with, um, with Scarlett, man, that's, that's Monday night raw ready. Friday SmackDown ready. That's ready for the main show. Yeah. I know I had a, I had a mixed reactions when I made that comment. Yeah. I thought those two just look bigger than NXT. And so I hope that don't even let him come back in NXT after he heals up. Like you said, put him right on raw, put him right on SmackDown or whichever. It's perfect. So the reason I brought up the NXT thing, the reason I brought up the NXT thing is because interesting enough, Monday night out of nowhere, mind you, <laughs> Lars Sullivan returns, kicks the crap out of Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle. And then they're just like, he's now in the Monday night draft pool. Now, that's why I don't if, – and if you're going to do something like that, again, maybe I'm overthinking this, but if you see that much value in Lars Sullivan coming out and beating the crap out of some people, and I know a lot of people feel a lot of ways about Lars Sullivan, so we don't have – I'm just using him as an example. I'm not saying he's the guy, but if you're going to just throw him into a Monday Night Draft pool, you could have done that with anybody else and then just been like have Raw and SmackDown being like, we have to get this guy. We have to have this this person. They they they're gonna change. They're gonna be a game changer on our brand and have them fighting over it. <laughs> but instead, they're just like, oh yeah, he came out, kicked some ass. So now he's in the draft pool, and then he gets drafted like in the third round. Like and on to SmackDown. Okay. <laughs> Say what you will about my, you know, Lars. He, and on to SmackDown, mind you. So now he's on Fox. You know, broadcast uh, network. Is it network? I don't know how it works. Free TV, yeah. I call them the local channels. <laughs> yeah, the free TV, the local channels. I don't know if it's broadcast or network. I'm not into that sort of thing. But it's just one of those things like, and so they just can, they can do this stuff whenever they want. And they just chose to do it this way with Lars. And it was like, eh. Why wouldn't you, if you're, you know, why, why not? Why wouldn't you have him shoot up to like round one, you know, on day two? Because if you're that eager to put him in the draft pool, show us that you want the guy or the gal who's in the draft. <laughs> one thing's for sure, though, nah, man. It's one thing's for sure when he was wrecking the Miz and uh, that dude and needs Hardy. to stay away. He was having a really good time. Oh, yeah. He he looked like he was happy to be back. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think the dude can stay out of chat rooms long enough to stick around because he just got into some more heat this week. I he saw just, yeah, And he just came back. <laughs> he was hitting on some yoga instructor, allegedly. Asking for some booty boots. That dude. So... As we get a little deeper into this and get close on time, 
Who won? Who won the draft? In your opinion, Swags? I'm gonna say neither. It was kind of it just you basically flipped some stars, and that's that's all you did. You flipped feuds on shows. Hot take alert: No one won the draft. That's awesome. I do have one head scratching thing though that I want to touch on. Let's let's touch Why on. Why the fuck is Lana a number one? Contender for the W or the women's title. <laughs> Why? Because she was, and since we are draft recapping, I will give you the stat. She was the seventh round pick by Raw of the first round. So she is in that. Almost Mr. Mrs. Irrelevant territory, and she won the Battle Royal on Monday Night Raw. She did get thrown through another table, so for those that follow Wrestling Plugging, A, thank you, and B, there's about 30 Lana Wrestling Table memes. And shout out to my girl Lana Swags. She commented and liked one of those said memes. So as far as I'm concerned, she can I, win the title. It's just pointless to me, and but I'm it's it's whatever. It they need to feed people to Asuka, and you, you've already seen. So Asuka's on Raw, and the women that they drafted, Charlotte Flair's not back yet. So that was a head scratch. They drafted Charlotte Flair, and she's not back yet. Lacey Evans, we, we've seen have title shots. Alexa Bliss is doing her thing right now with The Fiend, so she's kind of out of the title picture. Nikki Cross just got there, but has also, we just saw her with some title shots, and they didn't go well. So they basically, I mean, they got Naomi, but they haven't, they've been history with nothing to do, they've done nothing with Naomi. So basically, they're out of options, and they're like, oh, we'll give it to Lana. Oscar will squash her. It is what it is. She'll get thrown through a table because that's her MO. How you feel about that, Jeremy? I hear you laughing over there a little the bit. The memes were killing me, man. You were on fire that day. Um, I'm all for Lana going through more tables. Uh, I was going to say the exact same thing. They need people to feed to Asuka. Uh, keep her busy and uh, and safe. Uh, Lana is a safe enough worker. She'll let Asuka lead the match and go down for the one, two, three. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, Alexa Bliss is doing her thing. Uh, I would like to see Lacey Evans um, come through and actually win a title. But... As a heel, I'm not really for her as a as a face. I maybe maybe get uh get her lined up with Asuka and uh, win in a mischievous mischievous fashion. <clears throat> I will say the Lana the Lana storyline. I think there's more layers to it, given that she just you know with Natty. That they had her with Natty, and then there was they broke up, sort yeah, of, was, and then she cost Natty the chance. So there's going to be some schmazzy, schmazzy interference there with Lana and Asuka. Asuka should just beat the brakes off her. I hope it's this one and done. They, I don't need to see Lana get multiple title shots. As much as I love her now for you know showing me some love on some memes, <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes. You show me some love on 
up on some memes. I'm now your biggest fan. I'm, I'm a sucker like that. It's easy. So, Jeremy, who won the draft? Who won draft? Uh, the draft? The draft? I can't speak now. But who won? <laughs> I wouldn't. I would agree with uh, I would agree with Ryan a little bit, but I wouldn't call either one of them draft losers. Um, kind of so-so in the middle, a tie, if you will. Um, just going over the numbers, you know, Raw has twenty-two male superstars now that are you know finger quote contracted. SmackDown with fifteen, uh, but then you you look at the name value. Um, the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven names on the SmackDown roster. Um, for their picks, at least, um, they're all big names. They've got p- big potential stories. You go look at the raw side. Uh, one, two, three. About the same, but everything after that, you know, you got Elias who just came back. We're not quite sure what they're going to do with him. Ricochet, he's they're just going to keep feeding him to the Hurt Business because business is booming. Um, Garza, Carrillo, they're going to keep working against each other. I can, I'm going to predict it now. And, and Andrade is more than likely going to run, yeah, like we he'll be, said earlier. He didn't get drafted, but he'll be there. <laughs> so... So that'll just continue. So in, in name value alone, I would say they both they both stayed pretty even on the stairs. But uh Raw definitely got, you know, a, a bit more with the names. Um kind of makes you think they're gonna continue this raw underground nonsense, which I'm still not sure if I like it or not. I I think you said you were you you were for it at one point, John. I was for it week okay. one. I, I liked what they were trying to do, and I got it, and it was gritty, and it was grainy, and now it's overproduced. It's it, The lighting is bright. It's become like – it's not become what it initially was. It's become this whole other thing. So, I mean, I'll watch it, and some of the stuff is entertaining, but like I said, when that, the first episode, it's gritty, it's great. I know a lot of people didn't like the dancing girls thing, and all right, so just eliminate that, but why did you change the lighting? It looks like it's even big open space now, opposed to this underground, like, CD thing. Why is there a bouncer if anybody can just come in? <laughs> stuff like that. They're, they just can't seem to, like, organically just let things go. They had to tweak it. And I, and the camera cuts are insane. <laughs> it's overproduced. It's supposed to look like it's uh, unsanctioned, just blood. Right. They haven't. Uh, they haven't done a raw underground segment lately, have they? Or am I just missing it? No, they've they've taken the last two weeks off because of the the COVID nineteen outbreak. It just didn't make sense for them to put all those people in one room and right. just risk it. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's dead. I think they're just putting it on hold because it's unnecessary yep. at this point is what I heard, which makes sense. That's a smart move. Like why pack 30 people plus camera crew into a tiny room when you've got people getting COVID Agreed. left and right, you might want to just do the best you can. So as we wrap it up, 
and get closer to the end here. What I do on all my shows is I open up the floor to you guys. I'm going to let you Swags McShay and Rogue Hyper Jr., my, my draft analysts for today. If there's anything you want to touch on that has happened in the last two, two days, three days of shows, this is your floor. Let's hear it. Hot takes, anything. I already did my hot take. I, the, the pointless Lana situation, but I don't really have much after that. Just the Lana stuff, huh? Ain't nothing wrong with that, my man. You could potentially see a Sami Zayn Kevin Owens reunion with them both being on SmackDown, something to keep an eye on. But that'd be awesome. That means Zayn would have to drop a title, or you can maybe have Owens be his little bodyguard or whatever. I say let him fight. Those dudes put on a hell of a match together. Kevin Owens has been good enough to get a title shot, I think, in the last few months. For the last year. You can see that. Yeah, I, I was definitely leaning, like, since, like, his stuff with Rollins at WrestleMania till now has been some of his best work. So I could see it. For sure. Definitely. All right, what about you, Jeremy? What you got for us before we call it a day? It is essentially, it's essentially a new season here uh, in the WWE universe. We've got potential, a, a lot more potential new rivalries versus recycled stuff, a la the Mysterios and Seth Rollins. Um, but you know, on the Raw side, you've got Drew McIntyre potentially. Uh, line him up with Bobby Lashley again. That I mean, there's I would I would would not mind seeing that match again. You know, those are two beasts, man. They just go in there and knock the shit out of each other. Uh, Drew and the Fiend uh, keep you know Randy Orton. He's got to win the title. I think <laughs> he's gonna be the WWE champion at LMSL. That's my call right now. Uh, but you just go down the list and there's. On the raw side, that's they got good TV there. They just need to to write it, you know. Not that I'm a, a writer or anything yeah. like that. <clears throat> um, as far as the SmackDown side goes, same thing, man. Uh, this whole Roman Reigns Tribal Chief business has been uh, really entertaining. Having him go up against one of the and he's facing. The uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and he's facing Raw superstar Braun Strowman on Friday night on SmackDown for the Universal title. Yeah, I was wondering if I saw that. As, <laughs> as I laugh, because, again, why make the rules if we're going to break them the first day? Golly. Well, you know, no, to, your, that to, to your point, Jeremy. We all know, yes. It's going to have to, and they, you know, they're going to do something weird. It's going to be goofy. But to your point, no, Raw has a lot of, like, potential in moving the U.S. title off of Lashley, maybe, and getting him into a feud with Drew if Drew makes it past uh, Randy Orton. That's a great idea because there's a lot of, like, U.S. title 
competition on oh, Raw yeah, right no. now. Like if they decided to make that a major focal point week in and week out, you could see some big things there. I agree with that. You, I mean, the, the potential like, for that United States title not necessarily bounce around too much, but you know, have AJ Styles in the mix. Uh, here we go down the list: Matt Riddle, Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy, Keith Lee, uh, real quick. Yeah. Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. If they go down the road with Keith Lee being a heel, which I've, you're kind of getting the seeds sown a little bit. Not yet, but they're they're starting to plan them. Um, that's going to be a killer match. I saw those two wrestle in right. Detroit like almost three years ago on Keith Lee's. Well, with Evolve? With Evolve, yeah. It was Keith Lee's last tour with Evolve yep. before he started with NXT. And they put on a hell of a match, man. I cannot wait to see them wrestle again. Hell yeah, I'm with that. I'm all for that for sure. I want to. They've got potential to do that. They just have to. They got to do it. They got to pull the trigger yep. on it, and they got to let people lose matches, and they got to let them, you know, win it or lose it in the ring, and let them get over organically, however it may be, and just roll with it. Every draft is a reset button, whether they didn't reset a lot or not. So they should take this as an opportunity to take some of these. If they want to keep with some of these storylines, that's fine. But let's tie them up after Hell in the Cell. Let's reset. You've got a lot of new faces on different brands, a lot of potential to do big things. I'm hoping that this is a jumping off point for the WWE. I won't hold my breath just based on history alone, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that it will be. And so on that note, I'd like to say, as always, a hell of a show, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on. Jeremy, who's been on with me before. Hopefully I can snag this talent for the Hell in the Cell. What a difference a year makes here next week. It's on the calendar. You're going to be available? All right. That's what I'm talking about. Then Swaggies, my man, Hornswoggle, a.k.a. Ryan Cole. A.K.A. Call Pito making his podcast debut. Thank you for coming Appreciate out, it. man. Appreciate What'd it. I enjoyed think? it. Glad to be back for more. Oh. oh, we will definitely come up with some more stuff to do in the future for sure. And as always, follow Wrestling Plug Inc. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WordPress. I just dropped two interviews this week with John Campbell and Chip the Manimal Walker. That dude, the Manable Walker, if you ever get a chance to go to any local shows around here in the South Bend, Indiana, that dude is a lot of fun. Million bucks. Nicest guy, too. So check all that out. And until next time, guys, we're out.